Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Cassius, say Rob Beckett. Josh Now, Rob, this is Cassius, and this is from Pavel. Uh, Cassius is spelt K-A-S-J-U-S-Z. Oh, okay, and Pavel, is it Czech Republic? Pavel spelt P-A-W-E-L. Oh, Polish or Czech? They're Polish, yes. Because oh, I've known Pavel... In Czech Republic, it's all based on footballers, it's P-A-V-E-L. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, but they're Polish. Where are they living? I would Krakow? say 98% of my geography knowledge is based on football. 100%. Some of the pronunciations I can do of football clubs yeah. people have never heard of, and then I struggle with things like <laughs> minutiae, minutiae. It's embarrassing. Um, this is Cassius. He's put, and then he's put in brackets, Cassius in your dialect. He is four-year-old and lives in Exeter. Big up, Josh. Ooh. As he grows, he learns two languages at the same time. Add to that regular parenting of two lads and older one is nine. Both myself and his mother are Polish and live in Devon for over ten years, hence two languages for the boys. I listened to your mumbo-jumbo from the beginning. Mumbo-jumbo? Mumbo-jumbo. One of my favourite things is when people that like, I've learned in a new language pick yeah. up on a really funny turn of phrase. <laughs> Henning Venn does it all the time. With that talk, and like this and that. You know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> mumbo-jumbo is such a funny, weird. Imagine hearing that for the first time when you're learning English. <laughs> I listened to your mumbo jumbo from the beginning and have to say that you're the best. The mumbo jumbo boys. <laughs> the mumbo jumbo boys are in town. <laughs> thanks a lot for keeping me sane working nights as a bus driver. Nice. Love Josh's appearance uh, on Malcolm Dudgeon's and Elwick newsletter podcast. Went to Rob on it. That's Mike Wozniak's podcast, which is very good. That's about Exeter. Uh, what is it? Cheers, Pavel. Last thing is, I don't have an opinion on Marmite. Take it or leave it. All the best, Pav. <laughs> Pav, thanks, Pav. Another great Exeter podcast. What, um, oh, I was almost said the most boring thing I've ever said. Go Rob. on, keep going, mate. I was going to say, I wonder what route he drives. He can't be work nights. There's no bus that goes past about 10 o'clock in Exeter. Yeah, is that? yeah that's an interesting point, actually. Nights. He works in later shifts. Come on, Pavel, don't talk shit to me. None of that mumbo-jumbo bullshit, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Another good Exeter podcast is... Oh, my new football club, David yeah, Earl and Joe Wilkinson, who uh, they're, they're in Afterlife, play the postman and the sort of uh, old pervy bloke, Brian Gittins. They are really good friends, really funny comedians, and they talk about Exeter Football Club. David's moved down to Exeter and he started supporting them, and it's all about supporting a lower football, lower league football club, and it's really funny. So it's funny anyway if um, you just like two, two people being funny, but if you're into football, it's amazing hearing someone sort of discover a new football club. But yeah, give that a listen. Yeah. football club really funny um i should add also that yeah. um sarah pasco uh, on the topic of exeter did you see sarah pasco's had a baby yeah and um i amusingly uh commented under her picture um are you free to record a podcast and she replied that the one bit of prep she'd done for parenthood was listening to our tom parry episode <laughs> i don't know if that helps or not I was thinking that is a big mistake. That That's always the worst mistake. thing you could have listened to. Oh, do you want a, do you want a little bit of update on my life, Rob? Yeah, always. You know we're not moving. Uh, no, well, oh, you you were thinking about moving, but you're definitely not now. Yeah, well, my wife this morning sent me a um, 
a listing for a house that's just around the corner from us. Okay. She's put, I don't like it, but it's interesting to see it. Okay, fair enough. That's, yeah. that, I think she wants to move, and she's well, worried that you don't want to. That's the vibe I'm getting from that. I don't like it, but it's interesting to see it. It's fine. Yeah. And then uh, an hour later, she sent me a Google map that has the suggested time that it would take to get from there to my daughter's school next year. Yeah. And I did think, for someone who doesn't like this house, that is a lot of thought. <laughs> so are you moving or not? No, we're gonna we're gonna go and look we're gonna go and look around the house out of interest, Rob. What is that all about? <laughs> it sounds like you're moving, mate. It doesn't sound. <laughs> it really sounds. It really sounds like you're moving. No, we're not moving. What, but you're going to look at a house that's closest to we're the. We're just kids gonna school. go and look at a house for something to do because because our lives aren't busy yeah, enough. Hate it. Just have a look. Go look at that house that's got loads more space. Fuck my life. <laughs> now your kids started crawling. <laughs> you're moving. You're moving. moving. You're moving. You're moving. <laughs> In, mate. Absolutely signed, sealed, and fucking delivered. You'll be moving next year. Thank you very much. I think. Do you know what? You, I think we need to get fucked. on with the interview. You are, need to get... you are fucked, mate. You're going there, and we it's, need to get on with this interview. You thought you was in a nice little house. I don't have to get stressed. Yeah, you know, you're going to done up. You're going to have to get done up. I tell you, waste of money. Can I make a prediction? No, I think you have. I think you're, you have. You're buying the house, and, and for our listeners, here's a little fun game. Spot Josh on shows he wouldn't normally do, but now he's trying to buy a new house, and he needs the money coming in. Right, right Rob, let's just let's just make it clear. I'm, we're we're all aware. I'm not, the, I'm, I'm not the most. I am doing blank to blank. I do. With a fucking jungle juice. by the end of it, just. <laughs> Um, that's a beautiful, that is a beautiful, lovely home, and I can't wait to visit. No, Rob, we're, the problem, we're, not, we're not moving. Okay, let's clip that up. If Michael can clip that up, and we'll play that on the episode called We're Moving House. Okay, And fine. it starts with, we're not moving, and then you move. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, Jesus right, worth. should we do the interview? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> who is it this week? Harriet Kemsley? Harriet Kemsley, who is one of my absolute favourite comedians. Oh, she's brilliant. She's so funny. She's got such a kind of, should we say, individual personality. Yeah, she's one of a kind. You're just, like, so excited to hear how she's getting on. And I think as well, when you see, because she's with Bobby Mayer, who's sort of a bit of an out-there comedian, and when you see that on paper, you go, what, Harriet's with... You see them, like, pictured together. You think, Harriet's with Bobby. And as soon as you hear Harriet speak or talk to Harriet, you go, yeah, of course she is. It works perfectly. And they're, they're a lovely couple. They've got a lovely, beautiful baby. She's on tour. She's on tour. He's on tour. Go and see him live. Listen to the show and enjoy it. She's absolutely brilliant, Harriet. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to her. Welcome, Harriet Kemsley, to the podcast. How are you? Hello, good. How are you? Very good, thank you. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours, Harriet. You've made me laugh a lot. I'm a big fan of you guys. That's nice. It helps. I remember the first time I saw you, <laughs> Harriet, was in like, I was comparing like a new act competition. Oh, no. Do you remember this? <laughs> oh, I don't I even know what it was. So. I think I do. Was it... Um, I went through a phase where I wore a backpack on stage. Yeah, that was it. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> it doesn't make any <laughs> that sense. That was mental. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. That was insane. <laughs> the problem was, I You're swayed. You're the backpack girl from the circuit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I swayed a lot on stage. And the thing with the backpack is it made me still because it was quite oh, heavy. No. It acted as an anchor. <laughs> yeah, so I had to anchor myself. Otherwise, I was too swayy. Um, but then the problem was, then I had a backpack, which was just yeah. mad. Yeah, <laughs> Kanye West did it, didn't he, for a bit, his first album. I'm a lot like Kanye, yeah. What kind yeah. of backpack was it? Oh, we don't need to talk about it, Rob. Um, it was just like a stripy backpack that was Yam kind of sport. loaded, yeah, just loaded down with some weights to try and keep keep me still and give me some kind what of gravity. <laughs> I guess just a few notebooks. It wasn't like a brick or anything. <laughs> <laughs> was like... Oh wow! Um, so, Herrick, can you let the listeners know what your setup indoors is? What's the what's the kid situation? I have just had a baby six weeks ago. Um, I didn't so realise it was so soon. I yeah, think... I'm here for tips um, just to oh, learn to what place. to do, basically. Yeah, so um, a baby and um, a dog, which you can probably hear. Oh, I'm right. really sorry. How old's the dog? The dog is just over a year. Still sort of semi-puppy stage then. It's really difficult. I think the mistake was I treated the dog like a baby. That happens a lot if you get the dog before the baby. <laughs> yes. And I carried the dog around like a baby and I said, you're my baby. <laughs> so then the baby came and I was like, see you later. But the dog thinks it's a baby still. And so it's oh, it's quite intense. We travel everywhere together. 
when I'm breastfeeding, the dog also sits on my lap. So we travel <laughs> around. What dog is it? It's a Bernard. It's a- no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Cavapoo. Okay, so at least it's small. At least he's small, yeah. But um, yeah, it's a lot. He hasn't handled it very well. Um, at one point, I was breastfeeding and I looked down and he was in the bedroom and the dog was staring at me and pissing at the same time, oh, which no. felt oh, like gosh. a message, I have to yeah. say. Fluid everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Water just park. just like the chaos. Yeah, it was. Flow. <laughs> And so where's the, what, the baby? Have you got boy or girl? Got a little girl called Mabel. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, so a little baby Mabel. And who's got Mabel at the moment now you're doing this? Oh, she's, yeah, the dog's with her. Um, so um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my husband, Bobby, um, is um, is with her right now. Bobby Mayer, comedian. So like, you're both, both comedians. Yes. Well, there's no paternity leave, is there? Or maternity leave? No. I worked with you about a week ago, Harriet. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was my first thing back. So um, You were on hypothetical. And how was it? Was that the first time you've left the baby to work? Yeah. So it was great. And it was in the build up on the day. I was like, I can't do this. I was sobbing on the toilet. And Bobby was like, oh, come on. Just got to make a choice whether you cry or not. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <good>. different approach. <laughs> yeah, and then I left, and then I was absolutely fine. So I think it was, yeah, it was good, and it was. I mean, what we do is so silly, you know. It just felt like a break in a way. It was lovely. Yeah. So you haven't done any stand-up gigs? No, I'm doing some at the end of. I don't even know what day it is. The end of this week, me and Bobby are doing um, some shows together at Top Secret. So oh, so you shift baby bring shifts? Bring the baby, yeah. That's so I'm gonna idea. open and he's gonna close, and then um, yeah, either I'll leave early with the baby or we'll hang around in the car or in the green room. Oh, that's a really good oh, idea. That's a good and idea. And when's your t- you're on tour? When's your tour start? So my tour starts. I'm gonna do Edinburgh. So I'm gonna start previewing and do Edinburgh, and then tour after, like from September. So that's August, and you're going to take Bobby and the baby, and you're going to have a flat in Edinburgh yeah. and do Edinburgh. Yes, and then you're off on tour. And what's the tour called? It's called Honeysuckle Island. Honeysuckle Island. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So it's based on um, just during lockdown. I was looking through some stuff I made as a kid, and um, I made this. Um, you had to like make a brochure when you were like eleven about this dream holiday destination. Yeah. So I made this island called Honeysuckle Island, and it was like perfect. It had like pools and like um zip lines like everything you want on a perfect island for 11 year old and then in the corner i'd stuck a cellulite machine oh my god (laughs) so (laughs) it's like looking at how how we kind of get those messages quite a bit too young really Uh, i was actually gonna argue a bit late i mean about eight or nine you should be worried about that person yeah yeah, okay that's an interesting perspective yeah we'll have different views that as well yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's just a fair balanced argument to be balanced these days rob you're right Um, oh, brilliant. That, that sounds amazing. How are you feeling about, like, taking the family to Edinburgh and, like... Because, obviously, a lot of people, they have a, a long period where they go, I'm not working at all. Yeah. Did you consider doing that? Well, I think the thing is we work so hard or so long at what we do that it's it's hard to kind of just be like, see you guys in a year. Yeah. You lose momentum as well. Yeah. It's, it's horrible to say, but it is true yeah. in this kind of industry because you you you're hot for a bit and you get your chances. So if you go missing for a year... Other people slip in, don't they? That that's I don't know if that's true or not. That's how you feel. Stop stop these people (laughs) slipping in. People that aren't having kids from slipping in. (laughs) No, so it's it's partly that where you don't want to kind of lose what you've worked at, and also, I mean, there's been a lockdown, which is another thing where you're just like, I just want to do things and go places. And I also I love what I do. So and we're so lucky that it's not like a nine to five where you leave at eight and get back. So like, so you miss the baby all day. Like often we're just on stage for like 20 minutes an hour and the whole rest of the time you can write while the baby's asleep so it is working at the moment well yeah i do think you're quite lucky in a way yeah yeah exactly how much writing while the baby's asleep have you been doing <laughs> uh, three novels so far um, <laughs> just really, yeah. how's it all go though the baby like you and bobby enjoying it or is it still that mad no sleep stage you know what? I actually am enjoying it. I um, I think I heard so many bad things about it beforehand. And I, t- I think I take everything quite literally. So I was like, this is, it's just going to be horrific and you just have to get through it. And actually it's been a bit of a pleasant surprise, which is, which is quite nice, I think. But um, oh, I'm definitely very tired and it... Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just to confirm you are, you're not, you're not in the doubt about that, you know. No, I'm very tired. And um, it's, what's, what's mad is it just... 
you think like being pregnant i was really tired and then you have the baby and there's no break in between and you really think there should be a break but there's not you just go straight into it i've just given birth give me a minute yeah. yeah. Take the baby away for a week. Yeah. Would you just take yeah. the baby for a second so I can have a little recoup? Um, Brush my in. hair or something. Yeah, let me, please. Um, but you're straight in. I and, clean uh, myself up and have a sit yeah, down. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. How, how was the birth? Oh, God. It was fine. What happened was I did all of these, like, hypnotherapy things and read all these books and everyone was like whatever you do just do it naturally and it'll be fine I watched a video of a woman having a lovely birth and I was like oh that's what I'll try and do and then I they were like oh you have to get induced because the there was a slight problem with the umbilical cord but like everyone had told me and all these things like don't get induced it will hurt more it's like worse for the baby all this stuff but of course as soon as there's a problem you're like obviously I'm gonna get induced also induced is sort of sounds like a medical word but it's sort or just it, doesn't a midwife just sort of po- poke about a bit yeah it's a bit more than that rob um <laughs> what, is, what, what do they do because i don't know yeah that's fair enough um, it's, um, i've never been induced <laughs> i don't feel right googling we, it we should give it a go sometime rob okay, i'll get on youtube <laughs> yeah. i've actually been inducing some women just to find out what it is to be more informed for the pod yeah, it's good, good, good feminist move. Um, it's uh, no, th- that was actually the worst bit. So they yeah. they put this thing, and it was actually it was quite lovely to begin with, um, because it was like <laughs> it was near Christmas. We were um at St Thomas's. So you're like me and Bobby went for a walk along the South Bank. It was lovely, and then um I went to sleep. The midwives were so nice, and it was all good. And then the next, I started to wake up in the night with contract. They were like, it's going to take three to five days. You're mm. going to be here. I packed for literally a week, and um, I was like, I'm moving in. And um, they were like, it's going to take ages. But then I started to get contractions quite quickly. And the midwife in the, well, like within like 12 hours. And then the midwife in the morning was like, oh, you're contracting like twice in 10 minutes. Like it looks like it's on its way. And then um, that midwife disappeared. And Ooh. I think they were what, quite... for smoke? <laughs> yeah, she just, I don't, maybe I was hallucinating. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, know you never saw her again? <laughs> never saw her again. So she, she disappeared. And then I think they were oh. kind of staff because it was COVID and it was all quite stressful. So I was like, don't worry, I've got this. And um, I was timing myself. And then I called Bobby at like 10.30 and I was like, because he'd had to go home. And I was like, come back, it's on. I'm in the time frame. it's all good. But then there was a new midwife and she turned up and then she wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, I'm re- I'm very much in labor now. And she was like, cool, <laughs> see you later. And then she came back. She was like, I really, I was like, I really could do with some kind of pain relief or oh, something. And she was like, I'll go get a paracetamol. And then she disappeared for <laughs> a while. Paracetamol? Yeah, I'm like five pints and an early start. Get your Lucas aid with a paracetamol. <laughs> Someone get her a Greg's pasty, will you? She's struggling. Please, please. <laughs> So yeah, then they were kind of like, oh yeah, maybe something is, but they had, I still had the pessary thing. And um, that's the oh. thing with the induction. And that was actually the most painful thing. It, like, I don't oh. know what happened, but it really hurt my vagina. And um, <laughs> they, 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 they say to, that about labor. They do, yeah, they do. <laughs> and so they had to try and get that out first, but I was oh, like, no. I was like, it was all really stressful. It went mad in there for a bit. And then Bobby fired the midwives. He which, fired them? <laughs> yeah. What? So it actually was the right choice because it was all getting really intense and they were kind of yelling at me a little bit and um, it was really mad. And then he was like, look, you guys just need to step outside for a minute because um, I like couldn't speak. And so they left. But then the problem, and then we were like, yeah, this is great. We're in control. But then the problem was we didn't have a midwife. Um, and <laughs> so, I- sorry, Harris. <laughs> um, you, yes. you were trying to get Bobby Mayer, your, your husband, to deliver your... Bo- and no offence to Bobby. I don't yes. think I'd let him deliver a letter. <laughs> no, no, that's very fair. Yeah, that is fair. But to be fair, they were all shouting at me. And um, it was really what intense. What were they shouting? <laughs> they were just like... You breathe, breathe, and I was like, I'm trying to breathe, oh, God. and um, he was like, he could just tell that I was really upset because they were trying to get this yeah. thing out, and it really hurt, and he was like, she just needs a minute. Oh yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah. I kept saying, can we have the other midwife back? And they were like, no, she's gone. And um, then, so yeah, then we didn't have a midwife for a while, so it was a little bit stressful. And then the oh, head God. midwife was like, you should have a midwife, and we were like, that's that's fair. Um, that's and a then- fair comment. <laughs> that's a fair comment, head midwife. Yeah, that's a fair you comment. would say that, wouldn't you? With yeah. your, you and your cronies. <laughs> It's a racket. They're running a racket here. Is that only the midwife deliver the babies round here? What's going on? 
This episode is brought to you by Etsy. So you need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person, and I appreciate you, and I know exactly what you like, all at the same time. Well, Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This other midwife was on her lunch and um, <laughs> when she finished her lunch, she came and she realised quite quickly that um, I was very much giving birth. And right. so then... Um, I gave birth and um, she was brilliant and she was really um, on it. But like, I wanted an epidural. I wanted all the pain relief. Yeah. It was too late because no one was really oh my, paying attention. That's exactly what happened to Lou. The same thing happened where sort of it came along really quickly and they were like, you're fine, you're fine. Not, yeah, it's not going to happen for a bit. You. They don't believe yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. But and like, I mean, maybe it's because you're quite chill. Lou's very chilled and downplay, which I think maybe you're a bit yeah. like that as well. Which you don't want to make you, a fuss. It, yeah, exactly. But you should, I think you definitely should make a fuss. It's, it's not your time. fault. Though. It's yeah. their fault because they should be aware of people. People don't make a fuss and that happened to us and then all of a sudden I was like I was running around the hospital going I need someone to help me get this baby out and then about three all come in and I think when there's like three midwives they all sort of argue and it gets a bit loud that and shouty it. that was it it was very shouty with the second one who had an epidural and then we had the same midwife all the way and then it was longer so then there was a handover you know like when someone goes on holiday in an office <laughs> and said that she's duh, 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 duh. so I think you had a bit of a similar experience to what Lou had and Lou had no pain relief whatsoever and, yeah, and I don't know how you did that that was absolutely insane did you get to do any of your um meditation or any of your <laughs> yeah, did you put that... the playlist on <laughs> during the firing of the midwife no, no there was i was at the beginning it was going great i had this app thing i was like bobby i don't need you i've got this app and then i was like you just have to press the button to start it but then it'd often be quite slow to start it so i was like i'll just press the button um and so then i was doing the breathing i was really into it it was all really good but, um, and then they gave me some morphine which i didn't even know was an option and um, that just made me go a bit mad. Oh, when I had morphine, I'd say it's the best experience of my life. I realised I was in a less stressful situation. I was just having my appendix out. You were in the healing field to Glastonbury, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you have morphine? I had my appendix out. Oh, right. They put me on morphine afterwards. And I, I was just having the time of my life, genuinely. I wouldn't say it was the time of my life, no, Josh. I um, but I, I, I'm glad you I had a nice know. time. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think an appendix and a child um, no. being removed are the same same things. Also, I shouldn't have got Bobby Mayer to remove my appendix. That was <laughs> That's a mistake. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. <laughs> fire the surgeon. That was a huge error. Can't wait to get Bobby on to get his version of events of fire in the midwife. When you say fired, did he use the word fired at any point? No, he said, you've all got to get out. <laughs> so, yeah, and so they left. I would listen. He's quite authoritative when he wants to be, isn't he? Yeah, and he was, because he'd gone to all these classes and they were like, you have to advocate for her. You have to be her voice. And I literally, I couldn't speak. And it was what oh, um, I would him. have wanted him and to you. say. So he he did um but then um but then yeah he was so sweet then we was i was like properly like in the zone with the morphine and i was like and he kept trying to give me water and i was like i don't and he was like your lips are really dry and i was like that's not my priority right now like i'm not <laughs> and then the baby started to come out and um bobby kept trying to go down to that end and i was like stay up here apparently at one point i like grabbed him by the shirt and was like stay at this end um and then um <laughs> but then the baby started to come out and um i was like what does it look like and then um, he was like oh uh what had happened is it came out and um, because i didn't have time for my waters to break and so um she came out in the sack um oh. and so but we didn't know that it was in a sack and so he was like oh uh she look let, let's just wait and see what happens yeah exactly i was like what he's like i, I don't know we'll just wait a minute until she's all out <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
<laughs> oh, let, me, let me have a look at the full thing before I give you an yeah, appraisal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just give me a minute. So what happens when it comes out in the sack? Do they have to pop it as it's coming out or they do it when it's out? Yeah. Is it an option to keep it in the sack forever? <laughs> Apparently it used to be lucky. Like, you could buy the sacks and stuff. But, oh. yeah, I didn't, we didn't sell it. What, like, as a kind of bag for life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, just to carry your nappies in and stuff. <laughs> You could wear it on stage, Harriet, as a, as a rucksack. <laughs> there we go, yeah, that would be nice. Is there an option to keep it in the sack? Well, let it out at the age of 18. <laughs> I guess there is that option, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like an egg. Oh, God, I've just Googled it. It's quite the yeah, it's quite the sight in the sack, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't know what's going on, poor thing. He <laughs> didn't know it was in the sack. He was just like, oh, no. What phrase did you Google, Rob? I Googled baby born in sack. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is, there's a couple of really weird things that have come up that I don't think are related to it. Oh dear. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't go. To, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's a go-to. A pop-in induced. Let's do that instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's it when you got home? Like that first night, because like that first night is such a big thing, and it feels so kind of different to everything that's gone before. Yeah, it was mad. It was kind of wonderful. It felt like we didn't know what we were doing. Like at the hospital the next day, at like. 11 o'clock they were like okay we're gonna give like um a talk about like how to give the baby alive and so me and bobby went in and they were like oh um no men just the women and then i was like i feel like this is something that he could really um learn from it might yeah. be a good thing for the men no to men. have as well but they're like no yeah. men because some of the women might breastfeed and so then they just told oh. you all this information and then i left and bobby was like so what what do you do and i was like i don't know i'm still so tired from the morphine yeah you need someone who's awake but not on drugs <laughs> yeah, exactly. to listen yeah exactly. also as well like who's like if women are breastfeeding all the time like is that because the women might be uncomfortable doing it i think so so i do get it but it's like yeah. i just feel like it sets you up early on that the women know stuff but then we went home and then it was nice but it felt like oh no I really should have paid more attention to the talk mm. and then mm. we're at home and then it was all good but then I think I wasn't breastfeeding properly but they told me I was kind of doing it all right but I think nothing was really coming out and um, yeah. then the midwife came to visit the next day and um, she was like how's it going and I was like it's okay but I don't really know if she's feeding and then she was like oh my god so then she came and then <laughs> which is she... never a good sign that's <laughs> exactly I know and then I started crying so I was like oh no what have I done wrong and um, then she came and she was like, oh, I think she's a bit jaundiced. Um, so then we had to go back to the hospital. So that was really stressful. But then she was... Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it just felt so stressful. But then it was fine. But then we came back and then that night she just wouldn't feed. And they'd, she'd lost weight because of the jaundice. We were just oh, so God. worried. Oh, God, it's so hard. I'm getting flashbacks. about. We had that of ours of struggle with breastfeeding. Oh. And we were wondering if it's, she'd had enough. And then we was checking the oh. nappy just to see yeah, if she had any wee. Because if yeah. she's dehydrated, it's horrible, isn't it? It's and you're trying horrible. the best. And then the pressure on the mum is so awful because they're so yeah. like, you've got a breast, you've got breast. And, you know, and you're trying your best, but some people just can't or it's just not working. And then you get more ill and stressed because you're worrying about it. It's yeah. so brutal, that stage. It's horrible. And then, then the midwife called back the next day because what had happened is she hadn't fed for hours. And so we were like, we've got to feed her something. So we gave her some formula. And then the midwife yeah. called. She was really nice, but she called the next day. And then she was like, so what happened? I was like, we gave her a bit of formula. And she was like, oh, God. And then she came around again. <laughs> oh, and fuck then, off. Fuck off. She got this. How's she got a catchphrase? That's unbelievable. <laughs> but it annoys me. They are, it's like a fucking some sort of cult. The midwife's in the yeah, I know it's good for a breast milk. I'm not. Yeah. But you've got yeah. to. If your kid's not eating nothing and it's not coming exactly. out, fucking, he's got to have something. It was the longest night and it was like seven in the morning. We we're like, I don't Bless think she's eating anything. We've got to give her something. And so then, yeah, yeah then she was. And then, then Bobby got cross with her about the breastfeeding thing. Cause yeah, because it makes you feel bad. Yeah. Doesn't it? And he was like, you've got to stop pushing this breastfeeding like she's trying. And she was like, yeah, but you just got to, you know, just feed her every three hours. And I was like, that's not happening. Um, yeah. But then she, she was really good. She was really patient. And like, we got there in the end. But yeah, it was just, yeah, it just feels horrible. So she, are you breastfeeding now? We're breastfeeding, but um, why do I say we? I guess me and her. Um, we're breastfeeding together. <laughs> and the dog. Yeah, and the dog as well, wherever we go. But um, but yeah, and then I'm pumping a bit and Bobby's doing some of the night feeds. Yeah, I think that's really important. That makes it a lot yeah. easier. Because then the, the dad feels like they can help and they can and you can get some sleep and then it's rather than it all being on you. So I think that's a good yes, way to do it. So it's really good. But um, then, so then he's, we've been sleeping in different beds, but then it doesn't always work because like last night... He was slept next to her, but um, she was crying and he didn't even wake up. So I woke up in the other room <laughs> oh, and, I went and I took her out of the crib and then took her into the other room and fed her. So 
It's not 100% foolproof, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that happened a lot. We are in a very similar experience to what me and Lou had. And Lou still gives me shit for that now. I just do not hear the kids cry. And it's, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not actively not... Even when, when Lou used to go away and I had the kids, I'd have to just stay awake all night because if I fell asleep <laughs> and they needed me, I wouldn't get up. I used to set alarms every hour or so. Oh, that's horrible. So what, what is it that would mean you just sleep through it, Rob? I don't quite, like, you just... <laughs> Are such a heavy sleeper. But you're waking up for the alarms. Yeah, but that's right next to my head on full blast and it's like a nuclear fallout, you know, <laughs> right, that alarm yeah, on your yeah. phone. But no, when I'm with Lou, Lou will always hear them cry before me. So yeah. she'll be laying there yeah. away, and then she'd have to wake me. And by the time I've stirred and gone, what? <laughs> Who's crying? Where? So what do they need? And she's, she, she would have just done it. But then, um, but yeah, but um, yeah, I just, I'm just a massively deep sleeper. But I think I grew up in a busier house than her. Um, with people yeah. coming in and going all the time, working shifts and stuff, where her house was a bit more of a nine to five house and bigger and quieter. But I lived in a little, a little house that had loads of people coming in late from work. And I mean, my brothers used to come in from like working in a restaurant at like midnight, and I'd be we shared a room, and he'd come in and turn the light on and get changed, and I'd just sleep through it because you just sort of get <laughs> yeah, used to it. So like I don't, I don't, that's yeah. my excuse. I don't know if it's true or not, or I just don't love my kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the two, isn't it? Them, yeah. We'll go with the first one just for the for the reputation yeah. of the podcast, I think. Oh, well, well done. For such a stressful yeah. start, Harry, it sounds like you're absolutely smashing it. So well done, because that, that's not an easy beginning. You're very cheery about your stressful start. Yeah, well, now it, it does feel like we're quite lucky in a way. Like, she is pretty good. And so it was stress. It was stressful. And then four days later was Christmas. And we, um, oh, God. We, went oh. da- we went back to Kent for Christmas, which was insane. That's where you're <laughs> from, right? <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah, um, whereabouts in Kent are you from, Harriet? Near Canterbury, like Faversham. Oh yeah, I know Faversham. So yeah, we went down, and I I don't really know how we did that. That is an amazing decision to make. Yeah. Four days in, how was the family Christmas? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it was. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was it was it was love. And what was so nice is that she was so young, and she got to be with all my family, and that was yeah. so lovely. But I was, um, I'd say, at my wit's end. Cool, that's a really stressful time. Sorry to carry it, to have the baby, because that was the week before Christmas when we didn't know that Omicron was a bit more milder. Yeah. We didn't yeah. know that it was going to peak and tail off and people would get it, but it'd, you know, sort of be okay to a point. You know what I mean? With with cases, that must have been a really anxiety-ridden time because just trying to get to someone's house for Christmas at all was hard work, never mind with a newborn, like three days old. Yeah, it was in the build-up, it was mad, because I, I would have kept gigging a bit longer, but then kind of in early December, like, you were like, it just felt really dangerous, and everyone yeah. around us felt like they were getting COVID. And then I was doing gigs, and everyone just gets drunker in December, and, like, a woman came up and, like, kissed me on the head, and I'm, like, so, like, visibly <laughs> pregnant. A woman. <laughs> I know, you're just like, I don't know if I can keep gigging, this is mad. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think you got it? Probably when the drunk woman kissed my face after work. Yeah, exactly, yeah. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How was it gigging pregnant? 
It was actually great. I think that... Did it anchor you to the spot? Was that yeah, one of the advantages? Exactly. I couldn't sway. I was very still. I had a front backpack. It was great. <laughs> you had to have a backpack on to kind of counterbalance, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, it was good. It felt weird at the beginning when I wasn't kind of talking about it. I didn't talk about it until like over halfway through. And so that, you sometimes feel like you're being a bit fake or, or things with stand-up. Mm. Like it's kind of, it felt like I was not being completely honest on stage and so that was a bit weird but then when I could talk about it it was um it was so fun I, it just felt like a lot like with covid and then being pregnant it just it all felt like quite stressful it was also really fun I think people don't necessarily expect to see a pregnant woman on stage so it's quite fun yeah well it's hard in comedy because basically a lot of your set is the preconceptions of the audience of what you sound and look like you know you walk on stage and they make a judgment and then normally you look and sound like what your persona is but then quite wrongly being pregnant sort of becomes like oh that's her thing well no she's not (laughs) Harriet's an act and has got a whole routine and sets of jokes imagine the frustration if you'd written your best ever routine about being pregnant and you know I've only got this for three more months. I saw Daro Brian and he, he wasn't pregnant, but he had a bad knee and he had a walking <laughs> stick and he had loads of material about his walking stick. And he went, how's it going? I went, well, the knee's getting better, but annoyingly, I literally can't do the jokes about the walking stick anymore, so I'm longing it out a bit. <laughs> so he had all these routines about it. Yeah, so yeah, I'll just have to get pregnant again, I guess, if I want to use those yeah. jokes. Um, <laughs> just have another kid. And how's the sleeping going at this moment then? Are you tired because you're generally tired of having a baby by having a baby or are you not getting much sleep? We, I think we are managing to get some sleep because we're doing these shifts. And so yeah. if Bobby wakes up, then it's great. But um, I think what's so tiring, I think, is just the relentlessness of it. It's like, and yeah. it's like the yeah. constant anxiety that if you're not staring at her and you can see that she's breathing that something yeah. could have happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes, that's amazing. Terrifying. It's mad, I remember it. You just have to, even when they're asleep, just keep looking at their chest just in case. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, exactly. When they sleep for longer than normal, you can't enjoy it because you, you're yeah. so paranoid. Yeah. So say you're like, oh God, I wish she'd just do another hour of nap. And then the day she does, the last hour is absolute, oh, it's just the worst hour ever. Just keep checking. She right. Keep checking. And then you eventually wake her up to check she's alive. And then you're like, why have I done that? <laughs> it's exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. It's just, it's just the fear. That's the, um, that's the worst bit. And just being on high alert. And sometimes you're just like, I just don't, just getting up is tiring. You know what yeah. I mean? You're just like, I just want to sit and stay sitting for a bit. Yeah. Just, there's constant things. Well, I've got I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old, Harriet, and I wake up every morning going, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> that's, that's sort of how it starts. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> like, oh, fucking hell. There's stuff that I've got to get to school. Oh, fucking hell. That just feels like my immediate thought is there's something happening here. What are we going to do? <laughs> you don't do your morning meditation? <laughs> no. Your morning pages? No. Get on fucking hell. And then go... <laughs> choke down a coffee, be shit at Wordle and then do the school run with shit air. That's basically my <laughs> life at the moment. It's actually all about your attitude, Rob. You've got to work on your attitude. I know. <laughs> Start I need to be... the day being grateful. Yeah. Like a morning to yourself, Rob. Can you yes, ma- like, so imagine in 15 years, you're going to wake up and you're not mm. going to have anything you need to do in the first hour and a half of your oh day. Oh, God. And the same applies to you, Harriet, but probably in about 18 years. It's got to be longer than 15. I'll still have stuff to do. But my recycling, <laughs> if I started breaking it down now, where it's basically turned into a fly tip down my side of my house, I reckon that's a, that's a three-month non-stop job. <laughs> Just got to raise the kids and then you can deal with the recycling. It's like, it's like Lou's trolling me. She's ordering stuff just to throw the box out. The side, and she just launches it out. Like still fully built. Like not even attempting oh. to sort of rip a few. Like fully built. So it's like a big massive square sat out there. And I just, oh, this never ends. No. Sorry, I'm really bringing the mood down, guys. Do you know what the mad thing is? Rob, Rob's the positive one on this podcast. <laughs> He's got a joyful energy to talking about how intense and sad it is. Yeah, the, yeah, the recycling, it's sort of, that's a sort of an internal issue between me and Lou that does need to be resolved, but I've not had the, the confidence to bring it up, so I just sort of vent on here and hope she sort of may or may not hear this bit. But she has been starting to listen to the podcast again, so it is a bit stressful because, you know, <laughs> other people moan about their other halves at work, but then if your work is being broadcast to her phone <laughs> and her friends' phones, it does raise the stakes. It's just quite a passive-aggressive way to start an argument, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's like exactly. the old-fashioned... It's like a kind of modern version of, like, writing a note on the fridge 
Yeah. Like, you, need, you need to do this for you to sing on a podcast. What's up What's up with you? I tell you what, why don't you have a little listen to the Harriet Kemsley episode for 28 <laughs> minutes in? You'll find out it's up with me, Queen of Boxes. And how's it go? How's, is Bobby enjoying it then? <laughs> yeah, I think so. The thing is, Bobby is just so calm, which is great, mm. but then it feels like you have to become the opposite. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like there's like a balance, which is that if he's yeah. going to be calm, then I have to be the really paranoid, stressed one. Yeah, he's too relaxed about it. Someone needs to be yeah. like overcautious to to balance it out. Yeah. So I kind of I want to. Yeah, we need. He needs to become a bit more um, highly strung, and I need to relax <laughs> a little bit, and then we'll make a a middle ground, and that'll be um, that'll be great. Have you had any illnesses yet? Like, has the baby got ill at all? I'll bring the mood down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about my own experience, Rob. I, I am the positive one. I'm only about recycling. Uh, but no, the cow, the, the first delivery of cow poles yeah. is always quite an intense moment. We haven't had that yet. She did vomit all over me and the bed last night. Um, but um, I think that's, that's classic. Just, that's yeah. just yeah. That's just babies, just isn't it? Regular Tuesday. I tell you what's good. I don't know if you've got a temperature reader they put in their ear. Have you got one of those? Is, is it meant to go in the ear? That's interesting. Um, because... uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been putting it? Doesn't matter. Um, I, uh, no, we, had, we had a thermometer. But, but will you be buying a new one before you put it in our ear? Because it feels like if you've been putting it... <laughs> no, I put it in the mouth but because I Googled it, but I didn't know. But the, I think it's, it's what, ear. What the one I think it's definitely no, for you. No, you put it in the mouth. Yeah, oh, I've only done it once, but I Sorry, I don't want to be them annoying people that have got older kids, but that is funny, sorry. Is... <laughs> the problem is you Google things to get all the information, but they tell you the wrong information. Like I went for the six-week check yesterday, and I Googled it, and I was like, do you need to have, like, a vaginal, like, exam? Or um, do they just check, like, just ask you how like you For are? you, not the baby. Yeah, yeah for, for me, you. for me. Oh, right, and then okay. I was like, because I can't be bothered to have a shower. And so everyone on the internet oh. said, don't worry about it, you're fine. Oh, no. And I went in and she was like, okay, take your pants off. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I haven't had a shower. And she was like, don't worry. I used to work in the STD clinic. I've seen all sorts. Um, so it all, it all But the worrying out. thing is, if she says that to you, and then when you do sit on the chair, she goes, oh my God. With her catchphrase. Exactly. Yeah. See you again. See you, oh my God, woman. <laughs> oh, Harriet, to be fair, there are some thermometers that are in the mouth. The little, okay. And there are ones yeah. that are ears, so I don't know what one you've got, but there are inner ear ones. Digital, I'd recommend a digital <laughs> inner ear one. It is digital, which would suggest it doesn't go in the mouth. I, yeah. I think it's probably ear, because... Well, no, digit, yeah, so like it beeps at you, but there are mm. mouth ones, I think. Does it have the little plastic hats that you put on the end? Is that the one you're talking about? Or is it a little pokey like a, a pen nib or is it thicker? Yeah, it's more, it's pokey. I think you've got a mouth one, but I'd recommend the ear one because oh. it's easier and um, you can yeah. do it when they're sleeping and stuff. And, oh, um, and it just puts your mind at rest if, with their temperature and stuff. Okay, great. But yeah, they're about 20 quid, I think, like on Amazon or Superdrug or wherever you want to go. I just got a pack of things to keep a baby alive, basically, and it just had yeah. like all the stuff, but then it doesn't have... No, I would invest in a 20 quid. It's about 20. They're about 20 quid. You get like you can get more expensive ones, but you don't, they're a bit unnecessarily, you know, precise. You don't need them ones like that, but they're about 20, 30 quid. But they're really handy. Amazing. You can do it on yourself as well. Oh, fun. Yeah, you can take the temperature. I do it with my steaks. <laughs> Just in the ear, ear of the cow. <laughs> what else is in the uh, Keep the Baby Alive pack, Harriet? I don't know. We haven't got that far yet. We just, um, she had a little bit of a rash, so I was a little bit panicked. And so then I was like, thermometer. But, um, and then I stuck in her mouth. <laughs> so we've only, that's all we've got. But I think there might be some scissors maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, there, what do you do with the nails? Because my, right, my mum told me, and I don't know if this is just... I'm Go now on. really worried it's just a Kemsley thing that we've just done for generations. Do you, like, bite off the fingernails? Well, it's, it's not unheard of. Okay. Yeah. But it's a little bit weird. We can get little nail scissors. Yeah, I've been... Yeah, that makes more sense, doesn't it? But I think what it is is their fingers are so little, you're not yeah. going to, like... I think basically you're just sort of gnawing them down a little bit rather than, like, clipping yeah, them off. But we use clippers. Chew, yeah. oh, I couldn't chew in mine. It's far too big. It's like Stonehenge going at it. You can't <laughs> use these two. Ridiculous. Have you got any other questions like that, Harriet, that you're like pondering on as a new mum that you think, oh, I almost feel like I should know this, but I don't. Do you know what I mean? And if we don't know, we'll, we can put it out to the listeners. Yeah. Anything you would like to know as a new mum of a six-week-old? Well, one thing that has happened, so this was so exciting, but she <sighs> slept for like five hours in a row 
um, yeah. a couple of nights ago. And then I, I told the doctor and she was like, oh, no, um, you need to wake her up after every three hours. Oh, come on now. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, no. But I was just like, oh, yeah, sure. And then I was like, oh, but she eats so much in the day that you're yeah. like, surely it's it's fine. They say it's healthy to fast a bit. I think five hours is all right, to be yeah. fair. If they've had a massive yeah. feed. Anything up to about 16 hours, I think you shouldn't be waking them up. <laughs> great, yeah. great, I think, great. to be fair, though, I think with kids, it's like, there is a, you should do this, you should do that. But kids are just humans, like adults. Yeah. There's plans for certain adults that just don't work. So you do have to be a bit, you move it around. This is like, my, my, my brother Joe is, is massive. Like, it's just, he's like six foot four. And when he was little, he was so hungry. My mum used to, ma- the milk weren't enough. She used to mash up biscuits in the milk <laughs> and all stuff like that to like feed him up so he would sleep because he'd just wake up hungry all the time. He wasn't six foot four at that point, was he? <laughs> no, he wasn't. But he looked like he'd been, my mum had been pregnant for about like two years. And then when they went, I think I've mentioned this before, but they went, you know, they measure them, didn't they? And it's all like 80 percentile 40 all the percentiles yeah. i don't know you know and, and at, at the time it feels like it's a big thing but who gives who cares but they went oh i'm just trying to measure his head and they said oh his head's beyond the 100th percentile his head's so big <laughs> he's the biggest head they've ever had well, basically and then my mom went okay she went yes yeah, so i don't know what to um what to put down because his head's off the percentile and she was like well i think you might need to invent a new number because i can't make his head smaller just fitting with your chart so maybe just put like a bigger than what we've what we've seen like some sort of like um... so how big was his head big compared to his body like kind of one of those little corinthian figures or he's just joe's just really big so he's like he's six at four but he's like mm. you know some like peter crouch is six at seven but he's all quite limmy joe's got big shoulders big hands big yeah. arms big head he's just a big like a massive bloke he's big he's big if you saw him you go he's a massive bloke when he goes to japan with yeah. his girlfriend it's so he looks absolutely mental because he's so <laughs> massive and european like a massive viking just stomping around tokyo like godzilla <laughs> Have you got any other questions that came up, Harriet? I don't know. I guess one thing is like burping. Like I'm not the like she doesn't always burp. Like do you need them? Like do you keep going for like an hour or? I was so bad at burping. I'm bad at it. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, but some yeah. some people are burpers and some people aren't. So babies yeah. will be the same. Know. You know, like one of my kids always got hiccups. One never did. So it's not really, yeah. it's not, I think you just have to sort of like, you just work out, and it's hard because your baby's so young still, you haven't been with her for so long. You sort of do work out what works for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they give you little tells and things like that. So I think a lot of it is trusting your own judgment a little bit. Like you say, if you've had a big, baby's had a big feed and sleeps for five hours, I've, I'm sure, I mean, look, yeah. tell us if we're wrong. I don't know. We're not actually experts, but I feel like that's fine. Like, you don't long as you're leaving like 15 hours, you know, going to the shops, yeah. they'll be all right, you know. <laughs> I think she is a bit of a burper though, because I didn't usually burp very much. But when I was pregnant, I would burp. But I think it was like her burping through me. Um, okay, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, is it? <laughs> I don't know because I'd never burped before, and then I did. Oh. Also, I had a tooth grow during labour. What? That's mad as well. What? Where? In your mouth? I didn't have a tooth. <laughs> 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 we got a baby growing in your belly. I don't know. You're technically growing another arm in your stomach. With a couple of other, another arm, a couple of legs. So where was the tooth? It's in the mouth, like it's in the like a like I think it's like a wisdom tooth. But I didn't have it before labour, and then now I have it. Popped it. up during labour. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like in labour. How long were you on the morphine? No, it was like I didn't notice. I noticed it like a couple of weeks after giving birth. I was like, I have, I have a new tooth. So it's like I didn't have like the pressure of giving birth. Like pop the tooth out. I don't know like, what is happening. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm googling this and nothing is coming up, which I've never seen before. It's like a I Google whack. A Remember them? Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. I Google things, they're like, there's not, no one's ever Googled this before. It must have just been a wisdom tooth. Yeah. Yeah, it's it got to be a coincidence, hasn't it? But particularly labour, because I didn't have it before and then... It can't just been in eight hours. And no one's grown a tooth in eight hours. There's some mad <laughs> fertiliser in your mouth. Yeah, did they put some of the um, inducing stuff in your mouth by mistake? Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Induced a tooth. <laughs> maybe the tooth had a tooth induced. Well. <laughs> no wonder that first one left. Oh my god, I just induced someone's mouth. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. So wow. no, I don't. It's, it's not coming up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if At anyone. All. If yeah, if that is a question for if anybody anyone out there. Growing knows. teeth. <laughs> yeah. During labour, let us know. Yeah. Imagine that. No wonder the midwives are shouting at you to breathe. You fucking your mouth's exploding <laughs> with teeth. <laughs> That's why it's giving you morphine. Try and lose a couple. Give us some scag. Light up the spoon. Let's lose some teeth. 
with like the medical thing, Harry, because you've got loads of uh, things that you can't eat, haven't you? And you're like, yes, very awkward. And it's so not even just pregnant. This is like you in general. You, yeah. what you've got a lot of allergies. <laughs> so just for our yeah. listeners, what is it that you can't eat? So I'm allergic to raw fruit, raw vegetables, and nuts. So it's fine if it's cooked, but it's yeah. if it's um, not cooked. And I'm vegetarian, which is makes it all the more okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of raw, just if it's cooked, it's fine. What's what is it? Is it oral allergies? Is that oral allergy syndrome? That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I had that for a bit, and it went really. Yeah. How did it go? Well, I had it where I'd eat a bag, I ate a bag of cherries once and I was like, oh, I don't feel well. And I run downstairs to my mum and I don't feel well, mum. She went, I'll just go to bed. You're trying to get out of going to bed. But then I looked in the mirror and I, and I rung my dad in the end. He was at work. And then he was, she was like, give me the phone. Why have you rung dad? And then I walked in and she literally hung up on my dad and rung an ambulance. My head like basically sw- got really swollen. Was the size of your brothers? <laughs> yeah, as big as my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> she went, Joe, go to bed. Oh, it's wrong. No, but, um, Basically, my eye, I looked like Miss Piggy. I went bright red and all my throat was swelling, so I couldn't breathe. Yeah. But I had a big red, puffy head and just, and it, yeah, and I had to go to hospital. And they gave me that big antihistamine shock thing. And I basically thought I couldn't eat any raw fruit. And certain things like kiwis and pineapple set yeah. me off, and apples were really bad. Apples are really bad. Yeah. And I felt I couldn't get away with a pink lady now, but brave and I can't. So now I basically eat certain fruits. Some stuff just still sends me. But I am, you'd be like Ross in Friends with Kiwi, isn't it? <laughs> I like that you just risk it. You're like, I'm not going to let it stop my life. I just, I just thought mind. about getting a fruit basket and sitting in A&E and work it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I think there are some you might be able to get with. But obviously, if you've got it more extreme, then, then is it quite extreme? What happens to you? No, it's um, it's getting better. It was, um, yeah, I had a similar thing with like blackberries and stuff. And yeah. then um, some things with nuts. But some, they're like, they just don't seem to know. Basically, I went to the hospital and then you, they're like, you have to bring a bag of fruit. And then yep. they cut it up and they put it on your arm and they're like, oh, that one makes a big hive and that one yeah. makes a small hive. And if it's the big hive, then you're more yeah. allergic. So it's- I can't believe you've got to bring your own fruit. Talk about NHS cuts. Whenever I, I was bad as a teenager, but it got better as I've got older. That's really, yeah, that's really interesting. I still, um, there's definitely things I've realised that I can have, but, um, but yeah, some things... You can, I have a little bit just to test them. Like, oh no, I still can't have that. Wheat, I can't have wheat, and I, my body, my wheat's bad as well. Of what happens with wheat? I got, I get massive belly, like I'm pregnant, <laughs> and then the next morning I have one of the worst shits I've ever had in my life. Oh god! <laughs> Sorry, is that is that too much? <laughs> Do you still eat it though? Yeah, sometimes it's worth the pain. <laughs> yeah. So no, I don't really eat it, but I will have beer, which then makes that happen. Oh, but then yeah. all sorts is going on when you're hungover anyway. So who cares? You know what I mean? So yeah. that's difficult. Yeah, wheat is difficult. So I avoid it as much as I can, but then occasionally I have a little, you know, it's sort of <laughs> worth. It's worth it you know, to a point. <laughs> Gotta treat yourself. Sorry, I think I really brought the tone down there. No. Talking about the way I do poos. <laughs> I'd say in general, this interview, Rob, it's not been one of our most highbrow. I can't believe. My good-natured question about fruit allergies has led to this. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah. So, so how are you getting over the allergies? Are you trying it with your kid? Is that the question? Did that affect anything, like, in pregnancy or, like, is that going to... Is it hereditary? You, well... I think it's all... Uh, no, because no-one else in my family has it. And I grew mm. up on a mm. farm, so it doesn't make any sense. So, no, I think it's um, unrelated. The one problem I had in pregnancy was um, I got this um, really bad cough. And then, because I was pregnant, whenever I coughed... Sometimes I'd vomit, so it oh was like it was a really God. fun, um, really fun game. But then one time I coughed, and then like something in my ribs like popped, like mm-hmm. a muscle or something. And then Bobby was away filming, so um, I was on my own. So I was like, oh God! So I was like, I, I was like, I couldn't move. I was like, I'm gonna have to call an ambulance or something. And so um, I called an ambulance, but then I called. I think maybe I had baby brain, or I'd really like to blame it on that because I called nine one one. And um, it, what happened was... American stuff. But do you know that somebody answers and they go, did you mean to call 999? And then I was so embarrassed, but I hung up. But then I was like, okay. somebody just sits on the phone at 911 and just waits for idiots to call. That's just their home number, but they're so pissed off with people calling. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, I bet it's another person who meant to call 999. It's never for me. If I was in charge of the 911 number, I'd definitely put an American accent. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Why don't they just reroute nine one one to nine 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 in the UK? Why is it in use anyway? It should just go to dead. Like, yeah, it doesn't. That's what didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. Did you ring back the proper number? Yeah, then I was so embarrassed. Then I called back the proper number, and um, then it was fine. But they hiring people to sit 
at the phone and wait for people to, for idiots to call yeah I don't know sense. do write in if you know what's going on with 911 <laughs> in the UK because we'd love to know did you get an ambulance in or didn't it 101 for like a pop uh, like a muscle or something yeah so then they were like yeah you don't need 999 um, you need 101 um, so then I called 101 but then they said I did need 999 and so um, oh my yeah, God. It, went, it, it went back and forth for a bit but anyway it was fine <laughs> I just I just couldn't move um, and then I ended um, up in a hospital in New Jersey <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got airlifted, yeah. Um, um, Harriet, with the fruit and veg stuff, I think I found it was the stuff they were spraying on them. So I, if I, if I started buying organic fruit and then I could eat it more. So Because it, when it's cooked, it's not on it. So maybe it might be the stuff they were spraying oh. on it back in the 90s when we were kids. That might be, yeah, because they say it's like the outside of it. Yes. And it's often what's worse for me is like the skin and sometimes yeah. the insides can be okay on certain exactly things. Exactly the same. Peel an apple, you're all right. I think it, yeah. I think it's the stuff they used to spray on it in the 90s. I think it was just like Sunny Delight and Petrol or something. But um, <laughs> now... If you go organic fruit, then I've I've not had any trouble going organic. So, really? you know, it's, yeah, yeah, a bit trendy. My mum and dad sort of sneer at me a bit, but it's just the way I live my life these days. <laughs> I eat organic apples, pink ladies in the fridge exclusively. Shove your Granny Smith up your Granny Smith. No, thank you. I love a Granny um, Smith. God, it's a good apple. No, right, pink lady all the way. Crisp, light, delicate. Granny Smith's like chewing through a fucking bush. I'm gonna um, try an apple now. Oh, oh, no, not live on air. <laughs> I could try that for it and then have 9-1-1 on standby if, uh, <laughs> if it goes badly. <laughs> Harry, we always end on the same question, which is, um, what, is there anything that you have an issue with about your partner's parenting but you haven't got the guts to say it to their face because you don't want to start an argument? But if you were to say it on here and they were to hear it, it would really help you out. Um, I think the problem is I do say it to his face and then we do have an argument. Um, <laughs> what have you said to his face? Well, he just he just moves the baby very quickly. And so like he just... He just moves like parcel, the baby. parcel. Yeah, exactly. He's like, ooh. And I'm like, no, you've got to do it. Slow. And like, I'm dyspraxic, so I'm quite clumsy. So like, I have to do it. I just do everything very slowly. And like Kevin, he's like, I'm not dyspraxic. It's fine. Like, woo. Um, <laughs> so where's he moving it from and to when he's moving it at, at pace? Well, the other day, we were have, we went for lunch and then my mum was there and he was like, take the baby. <laughs> like, kind of like, get, but he just, it's so quick. And she was like startled. Um, and so <laughs> he's got to slow down. But I, I have told him that um, and um, didn't react well. Um, but um, <laughs> he's got things about me as well. So it's, you know, I've it's the I've never fun. heard moves the baby too quickly. That is <laughs> That's a good one. I, I want to know how fast it's going. <laughs> In my mind, it's like a rugby ball going through the air. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. I can't wait to get the to get Bobby on the phone, and he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, basically, what noise about Harry is that she moves the baby too slowly." <laughs> I do move the baby really slowly. To be fair, I'm like inching through the house, clinging onto the walls, <laughs> like a sinking ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Harry, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and good luck with the tour. Where are you playing? It was it called the Honeysuckle Island show. Is that the right? Honeysuckle Island, yeah. It's I've got um it's all on my website, um, harrietkemsley.com. Lovely. And um yeah, thank you so much. This has been so fun and um, oh, very educational pleasure. as well. Let's let's not pretend it's been educational, Harry. <laughs> well, Don't no, patronise us. Now. That's, uh, <laughs> that's one thing I'll take away. Oh, brilliant. Well, yeah, all over the place. Brighton, Aberdeen, Leeds, Stockton, Edinburgh, all over the gaff. Aldershot, Leicester, Cambridge, Birmingham, Portsmouth. Good luck with it, Harriet. Oh, look at this. It's like being on Steve Wright when they read out your event. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Manchester, Corsham, New Milton Forest Art Centre. Then he just talks to a, a sort of a miscellaneous lady yeah. that does the traffic yeah. at yeah. some point. And there's a round of applause. He says, yeah. next up, oh, it's Rag and Bone Man. Everyone. Right, here's Neil Young. <laughs> One of the only places you can hear him. I'm Steve Wright. <laughs> Um, thanks, Harriet, so much. And thanks good luck with so the baby much, and the tour. Cheers, bye. Bye. Cheers, bye. Harriet Kemsley. I love Harriet. She's so good, isn't she? Yeah, she is one of my favourite acts. She's so funny. Yeah, she's just naturally, you know, someone's just naturally funny. Yeah. And whatever, there's certain people, like comedians, that are like a bit boring, don't stay much, but then their show is really good and they put it all together. But Harriet is just constantly funny all the time. If you're just sat yeah. with her having a coffee, she's always, she just cracks you up. You're excited about what she's going to say whenever you ask her something. A hundred percent. You know, you just, she'll go, oh, I went to the doctors the other day. And then basically everyone around the table goes, okay, this will be good. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> 
But um, yeah, you should definitely go and see her show as well. Um, she's all over the place. She's really funny. She's been on 8 out of 10 Cats with me and stuff. She's done Hypothetical on your show, Josh. But yeah, we're big Harriet Kemsley fans. And we'll try and get Bobby on to hear the other side. Exactly. We've got quite a yeah. few questions for him. Number one, did you sack the midwives? Number two, <laughs> do you move the baby too quickly? Some great, some great ammo there to throw up Bobby Mayer. But um, yeah. anyway, yeah, go and see um, Harriet on tour. I'll give her a follow on Instagram and Twitter and support all our guests. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, getting um, getting them uh, some support from the lockdown parent in hell fans, like the comedians ones. So we like the big famous ones. You don't need to support them. They're doing fine. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Fuck Robbie Williams. Yeah, oh, nice geezer and all that. But yeah. you know, go and see Eric Kimsey. It'd be patronising for us to go. Uh, give Robbie Williams a follow on Instagram. He needs it. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, yeah, he bought a uh, mansion for 10 million, sold it for 9.5. So it's a bit tough this year for him. Um, so yeah, give him a follow and a, and, and a like. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. And um, you're off to Grimsby, aren't you, Josh? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm leaving two minutes ago and I still haven't packed my bag. I will let you know how it goes. See you on Tuesday, Robert. See you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.